You're listening to the Ones Ready Podcast, a team of Air Force Special Operators forged in combat with over 70 years of combined operational experience, as well as a decade of selection instructor experience. If you're tired of settling and you want to do something you truly believe in, you're in the right place. Now here's your host, PJ Team Leader, former Indoc Instructor Supervisor, Entrepreneur, and Physician Assistant, Brian Silva. All right, what's happening, everybody? Brian Silva for the Ones Ready Podcast. Thanks again for joining us in the team room. Today, we're going to just be, you know, just kind of low-key us in the team room. We know it's been a little bit of a difficult year for everybody and just all, all the stuff going on, you know, with the election, all that kind of stuff. We need to take a break and we need to talk about something that's not politics. We need to straight up talk about, you know, getting back into the groove and getting back into training because life goes on no matter what happens. So thanks again for joining us in the team room. Um, you know, today's episode is going to be all about work ethic. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. Aaron just finished a whole couple weeks of training. He's been out in the field, you know, sleeping three, four hours a day, um, you know, out <laughs> there grinding. jobbing it. So we felt <laughs> like, dog. yeah, we felt like a work ethic episode would be, uh, you know, pretty good for this week. And Jared is also on the road. He's in the middle of PCSing. We might have him pop in here at some point in time whenever he gets a chance. But like we said, we're always out here trying to, grind and trying to get stuff done and make sure that you guys have the best information out there possible and try and share our experiences. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. If you are, make sure you go ahead and go on Apple podcast, give us a five-star rating, drop a comment, you know, and if you ever want to hear anything or see anybody on the show, just let us know and we'll try and get some really awesome guests. We have some lined up, um, and we'll get those out to you soon. So, um, you know, again, just for the people that don't know us, we have some people that are not sponsors, but they're friends of ours that uh, are awesome companies, veteran-owned and everything, and uh, we like to just give a shout-out to them. So right here, Hoist, um, you know, they hook us up, and they're working on the military type of contract because they're way better than Gatorade. I know we've traditionally used Gatorade at the schoolhouse and all that kind of stuff, but we personally all love uh, Hoist, and I drink it you know, after every workout. And my wife drank it, drank it through pregnancy. The kids love it. You know, everyone loves it. Great flavors. And it has all the electrolytes, unlike some of the other uh, beverages out there that only have, uh, you know, sodium and calcium, that kind of stuff. So make sure you check them out and use the code ONES READY whenever you go to the checkout. So, work ethic, getting back on that topic. Um, so, I'm going to just read you. This is what Google says work ethic is. The principle that hard work is intrinsically virtuous or worthy of reward. Now, what does that mean to you guys? It means that when you put forth the effort, um, you get that reward of seeing the result of it. And it's you know, something that's intrinsically in all of us that we want to continue to strive forward and continue to better ourselves no matter what the cost is. And it's something that we should always do, especially if you're looking into get to getting into something like you know, special warfare. Make sure that you are, you know, putting forth all the effort, waking up in the morning, all those kind of things that uh, people find a little bit more difficult when you're at a younger age and you don't see the result or the end state, um, but it's totally worth it. So we're going to talk about that stuff, and it's one of the most uh, important values you can adopt in life. So getting into it a little bit, uh, Aaron, what would you rather have, a dude that was insanely talented or a dude that was insanely hardworking? I'm going to go insanely hardworking, not not just because it's the entire topic of what we're talking about here today, but we actually just threw around in one of the group chats that I'm on with a, a bunch of other uh, J-type dudes. We uh, So it's a fantasy football podcast, but every once in a while we talk about work stuff. We try to keep it to a minimum, but we were talking about this very thing. We were talking about work ethic, and I brought up the video. If you haven't seen the video of Will Smith talking about the difference between talent and skill, he talks about the only thing that makes him remarkably different than other people is a ridiculous sickening work ethic. I will take somebody that has a work ethic that cannot be stopped, uh, an undeniable will. I'll take that over somebody that has raw talent 10 times out of 10. You know, you might be wrong that one time out of 10. Maybe you there's a generational talent. You just misjudge their work ethic, or maybe you didn't see them at their best day, but I'll take somebody that just grinds every single day. Those type of dudes that you never see out of the gym. You never see them slipping up on, on the little stuff. They're always tight. You know, I have a couple of guys that work for me right now that it's one of those things where yeah they're extremely talented but more so they've impressed me with their work ethic just willing to be there every single day and the will smith video is awesome if you haven't got it's, it's literally called talent versus skill but you know he talks about the only thing that's that's distinctly different 
about him is that he's not willing to, or he's not afraid to die on the treadmill. So he says, you may be smarter than me, you may have more talent than me, but if you get on a treadmill next to me, two things are going to happen. You're getting off first or I'm going to die. So I, I think that really embodies, you know, what we talk about too. You, there are plenty of people that have gotten through the pipeline in one shot, like never had to re-eval, never had to get set back. I'm not one of those people. I've had to re-eval. I've been set back. Like I haven't gotten through my entire, entire pipeline clean. And I think that there's value in, in being able to grind it out. Exactly. And I think, you know, faced with the adversity of the pipeline, you can't plan for everything. It's not like, uh, you know, we've had Olympians that have come on, um, you know, to selection or people that have graduated from Ivy League schools or whatever. And obviously they have those innate talents. But without that work ethic of knowing that, you know, you're going to fail at some point, there's going to be someone that's better than you. And you're going to have to pull forth and just, you know, consolidate all your efforts into getting that whatever thing that you're weak at better. And then, uh, you know, putting forth that effort, waking up in the morning, it's a lot, it's a uh, really difficult for people that, you know, have had it easier, um, throughout their pipeline. And I'm not going to say, you know, I was lucky throughout the pipeline. Um, I didn't know what I was stepping into and I ended up not really getting set back, but I failed a lot. Um, especially like buddy breathing. And I know I've mentioned it before, but I failed like ground proofing. I just wasn't ready for that stuff. I didn't know that it was going to come yeah. up, but you know, um, you hear other people talk about it like, Oh, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. And, uh, I struggled with some of those things and, uh, yeah. just being through that and going through that struggle, um, waking up in the morning and you think about that every single time. And I think that's uh, one of the things that really produces that amount of work ethic. If you're that person that's like, holy crap, I cannot fail at this. I'm tired of this dude, whoever it is, beating me at every single event or whatever it <laughs> right. is. Like, No one likes to be second place. And I think that no. competitive nature is really what drives um, a team and a person to make sure that they level up and help out their the rest of the teammates and stuff. So obviously that was a loaded question. You know, I was trying to get the yeah. topic started on that stuff. Well, right. it's, it's fear. It's yeah. fear a little bit too. Like we've talked about it, but fear driving that work ethic, like this is a perfect opportunity. Like if there's one thing that fear can no kidding motivate you to do, it is to translate into, into that work ethic, into that never satisfied sort of thing, because this is a, you know, that's a great example of using one of those failures or, you know, somebody else on the team that you're chasing. But I made the the kind of mistake in high school, I was pretty naturally talented as a student. I could figure out like how to study as a student, at least in the high school environment. And I didn't have to try very hard to get like B's and A's. So I never did. And then when I got to college and I, it was more of an adult learning, it was more on my own and I couldn't just kind of skate through. I struggled immediately. And like, I'm not a stupid dude. Like I'm not a stupid guy. And as far as school, I'm a, I'm a good student. You know, I figured out how to, um, you know, how to do that. But, uh, man, I, I 100%, uh, failed or struggled at least when I, when I was challenged with that. So I liken it to the pipeline to fail in a couple things, going through a couple re -evals. and then, um, you know, being able to, to use that adversity be like, okay, I know what this feels like. I know how to avoid it. Did my flag fall down as I was, as I was talking. To you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Get you some better and scotch tape doesn't work on that check, stuff. Yeah. Check the, uh, check the YouTube. We had to switch some stuff around in my, in my sweet podcasting, uh, studio, which is also my home office, which is also where I'll be doing senior NCOA virtually. So, uh, I was switching stuff around the flag. No good. Check it out on the YouTube channel and watch me fail. I'll put it in there. <laughs> exactly. Boom. As we're talking about failure, <laughs> things just happen as we're doing it. <laughs> this is real I'll life folks. <laughs> I'll never fail that flag again. I'm going to be, it's going to be up there. Yeah. That thing's getting hammered to the wall next time. One hundred percent. What did you, uh, so when you were down at, at selection, like what did you see as far as like, for team dynamics, um, you know, the, the person that has the most, most work ethic, I know when there were two or three people on the team that had a high work ethic, that team was, you know, nearly unstoppable and, and you could kind of see it. What did you see as your experiences, like as an instructor, when you saw somebody that had really, really high work ethic, how did that affect the team dynamic? Man, I th there's like groups that uh, kind of form whenever you're in selection or in, well, back when we were in Induc, and there was a group of guys that would you know, pretty much every time that we had log watch or we had whatever going on, they're like, all right, I'm going to head back to my room and I'm going to take care of whatever you guys got first watch or you guys got whatever. Um, and then there was a group of dudes that, uh, you know, ended up making it and they kind of band together and made sure that they prioritized their entire, you know, schedule. Because like we said before in previous podcasts, the whole reason you're there is to do selection. And that's 
the mindset you should have whenever you're going forward. You should be thinking about eating, breathing, you know, how to make yourself better from day to day. So um, those guys that, you know, were able to take up that team gear every single time that something happened, um, you know, as far as we need someone to take care of the pool gear or our, our consolidated team gear bag or whatever, you know, they stayed up later and made sure that the team was taken care of. And I think the team really saw that and they instantly, you know, they love that guy and they put forth any effort that they could to help that person through selection. So like just showing that you're willing to think about the team and put the team first, um, the team is going to put you first in their own minds, you know, whenever it comes to, Hey, I got an extra, whatever, uh, cookie or cheese and crackers in my MRE. Like, let me make sure this dude's taken <laughs> care of. Cause I know this dude's yeah, going to stay sure. up and he's going to watch the log. He's going to take care of our gear. Like, let me just make sure that this dude's taken care of. So I think taking care of the team and doing that kind of stuff really um, adds a lot of value to you as a person and the way that the team sees you. So um, definitely would recommend doing that. How about how about you when you were uh, you know instructor down there at Kirtland? What would you see as far as uh, guys with work ethic and team? You know, it's contagious. Um, so you have that guy that starts work or that guy or that gal that starts putting out, and people start looking around. They start noticing. They're like, man, this guy's always carrying gear. This guy's always putting his, you know, putting the other team gear first. This guy's always crushing himself and asking me if I'm okay. When that starts catching on and you get, like I said, three or four people that are all doing that, you're trying to just to get on that level. That's a, that's when teams really start going through the roof. That's when teams, cause when everybody starts thinking about each other, that team just starts clicking. Like everybody's stuff gets done. Everything just starts getting, you know, even when they screw up, cause people are still going to screw up. Even if they're high performing, like, you know, we put them in positions to screw up. We put them in positions where like, Hey, this might not go your way. Right. Um, but even in those positions, they do great. They do far and away better than the other team. Cause they're just willing to work through it. They're willing to work through that problem. And they always start with like, okay, well, let's knock this problem down and then, you know, we'll go from there. But yeah, I, I think it's contagious. And I think all, all you need is, you know, a couple examples of that. You don't need to be that superhero. And a lot of times, like people will hear us talk about this a little bit. Well, I want to be that superhero dude coming out the gate for everything. You're not going to be able to, you just need to pick one time or two times a day where you can just be like, what can I do in this moment? Is there something I can do to no kidding help out? Like you don't need to spotlight yourself. That's not what I'm saying. Like, look at me. I'm carrying the gear all the time because we <laughs> we will definitely pick up on <laughs> spotlight rangers as well. Yeah. But uh, but you know, just one or two times a day. Because if everybody's looking for one or two times a day to help the team out, that's how how big's your team? If your team is 20 people big at ANS, 40 people big at ANS, and you're all looking for a time of like, how can I help the team out? Somebody's going to hit a home run every day. It's going to be somebody different. And that's, you know, I love baseball teams. I watch it, you know, like uh, watching um, the World Series and watching the Dodgers come back. They had, you know, one or two players. Every game would have a big game. It wasn't the same guy the entire time, but it was one or two players. It was a whole team effort. Like, that's awesome to see when you start working like that. I think the other important thing um, to recognize here is like, you know, you have points throughout selection whenever you kind of have downtime. You know, there's a break and they're like, all right, you know, change your socks out get a snack or whatever. Um, if you see those guys that are, you know, going around and checking each other's, you know, feet or, you know, helping each other throw up a little sling on their ankle cause someone rolled their ankle or whatever, you know, that there's work to be done. It not only does it help the day go by quicker when you're constantly, you know, thinking and working through things. Cause I know there are a couple of times when I started out, you really just want to, you know, they're like, all right, break time. You guys have 20 minutes or whatever. Everyone feels like they want to just sit down lay on their ruck, you know, prop their ruck up, yeah. kick their feet up and like do nothing for that entire time. <laughs> but then you yeah. see that dude that's like, Hey, let me help you out with this. Make sure the water jugs are filled up. Make sure the, you know, Gatorade is in the, whatever the jugs or everyone has MREs, you know, what's the count on that? Do you have at least two in your ruck? Um, who needs extra socks? Who forgot what or whatever. If there's those dudes that are out there, making sure that everyone else is taken care of and working during that time when everyone else is kind of resting, it kind of wakes everyone up. It's like, all right, let me start thinking about this other stuff that needs to be done because I don't want this dude to be, you know, working by himself and making sure that everyone's all right. So it kind of kicks you out of that mindset of like, Oh, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. Cause it's kind of like uh, that time period. It's kind of like when you hit snooze on your alarm and you're just like, I can lay here and the time's going to go by, you know, 10 minutes goes by like that. Yep. 
You're not going to get back to sleep. It's just going to be like you kind of blink and then you're awake. Like you're like, that's what, by the way, that's what I feel the worst. (laughs) Like when I I have like a small amount of time, for whatever reason, I'll wake up like 45 minutes to an hour before my alarm goes off. I'll wake up and I'll feel really good. But I'll be like, you know what? I got to go back. I got another hour. I should go back to sleep. (laughs) I'd never feel worse in my life than when I wake up after that hour. (laughs) Snooze is the same way. I hit snooze and I'm a a culprit, man. Like I'm not Jocko. I'm not these dudes are like, roll up, never hit snooze. I wish, man. It's just not my life. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I've hit snooze. I just wake up. I feel garbage afterwards. Just straight garbage. Exactly. You know you're not going to feel any more rested once you get hey, well, that I'm extra 15. What are you doing? Hey! Oh! oh. What's going on? What's uh, up, buddy? Out, How you doing? Out, What's up? Look who showed up. Special one. Oh. Those are live for you, homie. So, let's go. Hey, boss. Beach his dad, everybody. <laughs> All this is live, in person. Everything that happened. (laughs) What's up? What's up? Like in that facial. I just pulled up. So. <laughs> yeah, literally uh just pulled up tonight so we gotta we'll get you some some space here but yeah literally just pulled up outside he came he was like hey i need a ride to the airport i was like i know a guy that can do that so we got it together i think this is the inaugural this is the most we've ever been in a room for a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like, yeah this is the only time we ever had people in the same room holy crap <laughs> yeah. i know right so what are this you guys talking about oh man straight so, up work uh, ethic talking- Straight up work ethic, yeah. Yeah, talking about how you've been jobbing it out, you know, working on that PCS and just dipping in here with the time that you got in order to make sure these dudes get as much info as possible. Yeah, I want to address something real quick. So Aaron's standing. I am also standing. Do you guys see this? (laughs) I just want you to know, like when everybody says, like, are you really that short? I mean, there you go. This is actual height. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a camera angle. It's a this thing. is why I have good work ethic because I got <laughs> I've got to make up for all my shortcomings. <laughs> ah. Even J even J Mac looked huge in that picture. Like that picture J Mac said, I was like, golly. Well, yeah, that's what I said. I was man, like, is it the boots or what? <laughs> you're here, man. So welcome. We'll just hit you with a question straight off. You can see it on on here, but like you you've been you've been jobbing out and doing the Tampa thing, and you know you just got out of a, a large position down in Tampa. You're taking over a brand new as, you, as your first yep. chief here. Like we see you post on workouts in the morning and stuff. Like how do you? What are your tenets of like work ethic? Like what do you do? You have self talk that you say to yourself. Like is it is it something that you try to remind yourself every day, or, or is it just a habit at this point? Uh, well, it it is a kind of habit, and that. You know, you make it a habit by continuing to do it and forcing yourself to do it. Um, you also got to prioritize. You know, it's it's a lot about time management. So um, I make sure that I try and give myself time to to work out in the morning if I can, or so, at least sometime during the day. Um, then I try and make sure that I've got time for my family. I've got time for work. So I mean, it's tough. It's a it's a constant struggle, um, and I I fail at it. Every single day. Uh, yeah, every single day. We were already talking about hitting the snooze button. Yeah. <laughs> like feeling bad when you hit the snooze button. Yeah, and that's the thing is that people people think that we just get up and we, we don't have to motivate ourselves or don't have to, to get going. And man, I really don't feel like training today. But man, there are a lot of days that I, it's like, oh man, I, I've got to. Like I will sit there and, you know, just play on my phone or something like that. And then finally it's like, all right, I just got to do this. Yeah. The phone is the worst too. Like you wake up yes. and there's always, you know, a bunch of notifications that you miss and you're like, all right, who messaged me? What do I need to answer right now? And like, what do I need to do? Is it work calling me or is it whoever's calling me? Like, How many follows did I get today? What meme page did I hit? <laughs> God. Oh, oh man, it's more than 20 follows. Oh, this is a big one. Oh no. <laughs> what time do you wake up in the morning, Peach? I know personally, I'm like... You know, I hate waking up in the morning. I'm kind of like in the same boat as Aaron. Like that's been, and I've talked about it before during selection. That was the hardest part for me was waking up because my roommate was like super up and at him. Like he jumped out of bed, literally, uh, you know, McCartan, you met him before, but (laughs) he got up, he'd be shaving and everything. I'd just be like, what are you doing? Why are you so loud? He's like, come on, dude, we got to go. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just not in the mood for this. So what time do you wake up? I wake up at 5 a.m. on on East Coast time. So I wake up at 5. um, I I work out 
till about my and granted my schedule's changed a little bit since COVID, but even before that, I was still waking up at five. So five, work out for an hour, shower, make some coffee, and then hit the road. Um, or if I know that I need to do sprints, we have McDill Air Force Base has an amazing track with turf at it. So if I'm going to do sprints, then I'll just have a you know sleep in till six a.m. and then cut out of work a little bit early to uh, sleep to in until six a.m. This guy, <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I, I like how you've embraced that. Uh, you know. Uh, Pacific Northwest type of vibe with that shirt too. Oh, flannel got- <laughs> daddy. <laughs> Dude, this guy, this guy coming in here like flannel daddy. Hot, just, just, He's got you a know, beard. I'm, I'm try, you know, I'm trying to impress Grand Thumb and, uh, and JT. I mean, you know. Try to get him got on. a beard yeah. going on, probably sipping on some kind of latte or whatever you got. How dare you? <laughs> on the latte? way. I don't there know. Whatever so kind of coffee. Alpha brew. I don't you, know. You can't. <laughs> you. You can't Boom. swing a cat without hitting like 40 coffee places up here. That's going to be a, a fun thing. But like every little, it's like in England having your little pub. There's like three little coffee places that are literally just in like the parking lots of other establishments that people go to religiously. They know their drinks. They know exactly what they want. They go to the same one every single time. Like they have a Dutch Brothers that's right here, but mm. Dutch Brothers is my little coffee place. Fantastic. I love Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers is I, I guess I got a lot to learn. <laughs> He's got a latte. He's got to learn a latte. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Ah, <laughs> dad the jokes. The are worse in person. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really not good. Um, all right. So next question, you know, for both of you guys, just let Aaron go first on this one. Um, so when you're training for the pipeline, you know, what was your work ethic like at that point? And what were you doing, you know, to set yourself up for success, um, both the first and second time that you were um, going through the pipeline? I think we'll breeze over the first time considering it was a huge failure, you know, so we'll probably just go to the second time because that's more relevant. Um, It was funny. I just, I had a call the other day. So uh, the shirt called me and said, Hey, there's a shirt of another squadron. There's a guy that's cross training. They want to ask you a couple questions. And I was, I said, the guy wants to ask me a couple questions. He goes, no, they want to ask the shirt wants to ask you. So I was like, yeah, man, no no problem. Hit, you know, whatever. So I dialed in and it was him and a couple of other fellows um, from the chain of command. And they were basically like, Hey, listen, you know, this young man wants to cross train. We want to know he's requested time off and I'm not going to say how much time he's requested off, but he's requested this much time prior to leaving. Do you think that's appropriate? They're, you know, good on them. They're like, we don't have the ability to make this call at all. Like this is not our lane. This is your lane. What would you, what would you say? So I actually answered it in three parts. Right. And I started off with, you know, when I, when, when I went through my unit was awesome and they were supportive, but they didn't give me any extra time. So we started work at 7 a.m. That wasn't like work out at 7 a.m. It was like your Air Force job started at 7 a.m. And then you were done at the end of the duty day, which is usually around 4. So we had stuff that we were doing the entire time. If you wanted to work out, you did so on your own time or during your lunch. Um, So I was up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I had to leave my house by 4.30 to get to Andrews Air Force Base. Their gym opened at 4.30, but we all showed up about 4.45. There was like five or six of us. And I mean, that was a a five-day-a-week thing, unless I was swimming. Um, And then... I would go through my normal day of work and sometimes I would run at lunch and sometimes I wouldn't. It would just depend on what my volume was during the day. And then two or three days a week, I would work out um, after work as well uh, just to get some extra training in those days. But that was done completely on my own time. Like essentially I wasn't afforded any of my time. So, you know, as a dude that's going through the pipeline, like my work ethic had to be really, really locked on point there because I had all these other things that were taking my attention away. Like you said, prioritizing. If I was not really good about prioritizing when I was going to bed. And I mean, I, and I did all kinds of other stuff during this. Like I went through ALS during this point. So then I had like a PME on top of it and I was still doing my other job. So I was still trying to do upgrades and I was the only team leader for the hams mission that we had at Andrews at the time. So I had all these other things. It was funny though, as I answered this question from the other shirt, I was like, you know, as a, as a grown up, as a, you know, a senior NCO now, I'm mean, looking at it like the unit has to go on. You can't just loose this guy for, let's say he wanted to be gone for 20 weeks You know, he wanted 20 weeks off work, which is not what he wanted, but I wanted to make it ridiculous. But, you know, he, the unit has to still do work. You still have to do things. Right. So I, but I, you know, I advise them. I was like, I think there's a middle ground of where you can make it. You can give him, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. I told him, you know, as a PJ now I get, I get two hours a day to work out. I show up at seven. I work out. You have to be in your uniform at nine o'clock. That's a pretty standard pretty standard operator timeline for the morning, you know, it's expected. Or if you can't make that because you're training, 
you're afforded time later in the day. Like nobody's going to give me crap if I throw my PT gear on and go, hey, I missed today because I was, I was on a VTC early this morning. I'm going to go knock this workout in the afternoon. Everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Like that's accepted in our culture. So, you know, I think for guys going through, they have to walk that fine balance of, you know, knowing what is truly on them. You know, that work ethic has to extend where, yeah, you need time to work out, but all of those other things, like Sergeant, was it Sergeant Spencer that said 100% at everything all the oh, time? Yeah. yeah. One, like you should be giving 100% to your mobility all the time. You should be doing that at home. You should be stretching and doing yoga. Like you shouldn't be looking at your chain of command or looking at the people around you being like, oh, give me this time to do this. Like, no, you own a lot of that, a but lot if, of that time. But if you can get it off, then fine. But I, <laughs> yeah. like if, if it were me, I wouldn't necessarily go, hey, I need whatever it was, six weeks off. I would go, hey, for the next 15 weeks, can I just have a truncated day like where I get an extra two hours to work out? Because in reality, if he takes all that time off, he's not going to be working out all day. No, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just work a little bit. But I, I want to hit on this because I know that we say this a lot and it's Man, for the guys that are thinking about, guys and girls that are thinking about, I'm going to come in, do a regular job, and then cross-train to get more maturity or experience mm-hmm. or whatever like that. You may not, like if you end up going into security forces and you're working 12 hours a day on on a gate or garden planes or something like that, or maybe you work at the dentistry office or something like that, and you you have these set hours that you, you can't get out of. Uh, the unit or your supervisors may not allow you to cut away to go work out. They yeah. don't see it as a priority because what does it do for them? Yeah, that exactly. stuff isn't. It, it, I mean, that's still a real life. Like people kind of forget this, but they're like, "Oh, I want to go do this other job." No, you already have a real job and a real <laughs> boss and a real chain of command, and they expect you to work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you were working at Microsoft and you're like, "Hey, I'm thinking about going over to Apple. Will you pay for these courses for me to get picked <laughs> up over to Apple?" Your boss would be like, "Are you insane? No, like we need you to work here for us." So, yeah. you know, people. The only thing that's even funnier than that, I don't know why I've gotten so many of them, but they're like, hey, I want to go Sear first and then go PJ. Is that a good idea? Or like, hey, I want to go PJ, but in the end, I want to be a sauce tea doc. You know, what should I do? I'm like, you you realize that individually, the two things that you just said are ridiculously hard to do, right? Like, I I will not take anything away from Sear. I don't know if I'd be a good Sear specialist. Sear is a hard <laughs> job being a good instructor and being out in the woods and doing what they do. Sorry, man. I'm sorry, I, I ate, uh, since we're talking about sear, I ate crickets for the first time <laughs> Why did you eat the other crickets? day. Because they were at a gas station and all this things. <laughs> yes. and, and they were, I were ate you, gas you were going through Louisiana or what was that? Uh, no, it was uh, Nevada. Nevada or oh. California. Anyway, and, and they were seasoned. So I can't even, and they're dried out. So I can't imagine being a sear person, grabbing a grub worm or cricket and eating that just live. Like I'm, I'm good. I'll do it if I have to, but oh. <laughs> uh, I know that's random. That was yeah. totally. All right. So yeah, a couple but... things on what you're talking about, Aaron, I think, uh, you know, going back to when you first started though, uh, and you were talking about at the unit also, I think accountability factor is huge because, you know, like when you're at the unit and you're at seven o'clock in the morning, you're like, who's here, who's not here. Is that person going to continue working out or are they not going to continue working out? And going back to when you were talking about, you know, having a group to work out with, you know, it's the same kind of deal. Um, you guys are forming that whole group, uh, mindset and then, you know, potentially you guys see each other at selection. And if a person fails that you knew, you know, scurved out on some of the workouts that you guys were doing back at home, you're like, well, that dude kind of deserved it because he wasn't there at all the workouts that we were doing. He wasn't, you know, shoulder to shoulder with us when we were, you know, practicing for 10 ups for the first time or whatever. And it's, you know, not the same exact kind of deal when you go down range or, uh, at the unit. But, you know, if you see somebody that's not there at the gym in the morning at the unit, you're like, dude, what are you doing with your life? Like, are you just Man, hitting that snooze button? I like, think that's why it's, why it's important to get an accountability partner. Yeah. You know, and, and even it, whether you're working out with that person or not, it's easier if you're working out with them. But it's like, hey, man, we're still on for zero six at, you know, doing this. Oh, man. Ugh. Hey, dude, I, I'm going to be there. 
You better be yeah. there. <laughs> I, I had guys texting me tonight because we were talking about rolling at work tomorrow. And I was just like, yeah, it was all like when we were thinking about it, but it's my first check-in day and they both made me feel like garbage. I was like, listen, man, I'm on the senior NCOA thing tomorrow. Like the time just doesn't work out. I'm sorry. I didn't know until today. And both of them just gave me a rash of crap because they're just like, come on, man. You said you were going to roll. I was like, listen, dude, I'm not copping out on you. I just have an actual thing. It's not going to work for timing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, on the other thing, asking time off for work or whatever, you know, that, what kind of precedence does that set for the rest of the people? Are, are your bosses going to be able to allow two hours or whatever for every single person that has a different goal? No, that's not realistic. You know, that was kind of where I was at when I was training for the pipeline. You know, I was working at JCPenney and I was a server for Mi Amigos Mexican restaurant down there in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And then I was also going to college at the same time, which, you know, looking back on it, weren't big deals. But to me, it was like a big deal because I'd only been working at jobs for, you know, a couple of years at that point. And uh, of course, I tried to keep up on my social life and hanging out with friends and all that kind of stuff. So I really spent any time at home. I was just, you know, work out in the morning, go to, to my jobs that I had, go to college and then work out again in the afternoon. And I kind of cheated a little bit by taking a weightlifting course for credit uh, while I was in college. <laughs> you took a weightlifting course in college? <laughs> yeah. You got college credits for lifting weights? Exactly. Come I was on, like, on. well, this goes towards my goals and whatever. Um, anyways, I ended up <laughs> dropping out of college because I didn't care about it at that point in time in my life. So you know, um, oh, Mr. PA now, <laughs> I know you're all, you're all educated and stuff now. <laughs> kind of, I guess. I don't know. People come to me with some, some problems and I do my best to try and solve them <laughs> with the limited knowledge tried, that I have. Have you tried vitamin D? Yeah. How about Motrin? <laughs> you tried that yet? No. Um, standard yeah. military doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so it's just the prioritization, you know, that you put in your, your work day at that point, my prioritization for college and, Everything was pretty low and then, you know, social and going to be a PJ was super high. Obviously, PJ was the first and I was able to do that kind of stuff. Um, so now going to the next question, I know we, like we said, work ethic stuff. We don't have Trent here, unfortunately, tonight because he's busy, I don't know, rewriting some kind of CFATP or I don't know, the career all field stuff. He came from Florida. He drove. Yeah. Because <laughs> he said he's got to be there for this thing. Um so we did it specially just for this. All right. So um, talking about weapon school stuff, I know, Peach, uh, you've seen a lot of people that have failed at weapon school and a lot of, pe- a lot of people be successful. And I've, you know, Aaron and I have both, both been down there to uh, Mountain Home and seen kind of how some of that weapon school stuff goes, obviously a different kind, but it's super strenuous on those pilots, especially that are trying to go through this and, um, you know, how important do you think work ethic is for getting that kind of qualification or getting any kind of advanced certification like that, that very few people are able to get? So they're going to already be taking the best people. So the people, the students that are going there are already what they have been deemed as, hey, you're the best in our unit and we need you to go get a PhD level education on tactics, solving tactical problems and stuff like that. So these people are already kind of workaholics and savants, if you will, but they go there and they are, they are no kidding doing 18 hour days, lack of sleep. The funny part about it is you kind of see people kind of balloon up a little bit add a little, add a little weight (laughs) because they're, they're eating just junk food because they're throwing anything they can get in their mouth. They're not worried about working out because they've got to study for three tests that they're going to have tomorrow on radar theory and missile. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And that's, that's for, you know, whether they're pilots, whether they're JTACs, the Intel guys. So um, they have really good work ethic. Our JTACs are, are pretty good at, at still continuing to work out because we still have the physical aspect of having to run up the hills and and run around on the range. So, and we also identify with the importance of being able to work out as a, as a way to therapy and blow off some steam. So, and that takes some very deliberate planning and, and deliberate habits saying, I am working out, I am going to do this. And, and forcing yourself when you're lack of sleep and you know that you've got three tests tomorrow. Well, and that's 
that's something that you know about, Brian, Mr. Master's Degree, Mr. PA guy, Mr. Entrepreneur dude. So, like, what did you do? Um, how did you task organize and prioritize all those things that you did as you went through all of the, the trials and tribulations that you are? Because, I mean, you know, we've been talking right now. We talked just before you got on the podcast, but you've been super, super busy, man. You got you got three kids all under like young ass ages in the house like you and you know, you and the wife are trying to figure that out. Like, is, is that the same type of work ethic that he needs to chase, you know, WIC students up the hill or is it a different type or how do you manage it? Well, I'm not in charge of like any of the JTAC. I don't get to talk to adults all the time. So it's a little bit different, <laughs> you know, talking to a four, <laughs> four-year-old, two-year-old and, uh, you know, a newborn, obviously. Oh, she you meant literal children. Okay. You meant literal children. Not the type of children uh, that we are, but like actual small humans. <laughs> well, <laughs> Okay. Small humans. <laughs> <laughs> Still developing. How about that? Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's been a rough couple of years just trying to deal with um, all that stuff, trying to get my degree. You know, PA school is a full-time gig. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but there are a hundred tests that you take within uh, a 16 month period. And each one of those test that we take has like 800 slides per test and you have to take two of those at least per week and you're just constantly on the grind trying yeah, to do why? that stuff just but why <laughs> like what if i mean what are people gonna die oh they are gonna die i mean yeah, yeah but, I mean, not right away right? all right whatever yeah, yeah whatever we'll see how it buffs out but you know <laughs> it's just trying to learn all that stuff and then be competitive i felt you know we we're talking about failure earlier i failed quite a few tests when I was in PA school because, you know, I came in not really knowing what I was getting myself into. You know, I wasn't really in that academic mindset because I'd been doing PJ stuff and it's, you know, the tests that we do for that are like what MQT type of stuff. Um, every once in a while you do some kind of paramedic test to research or whatever, like ACLS stuff or whatever. It's not anything that was, uh, you know, I had to intensely study for. Um, right now. So, I wasn't in that mindset and it was pretty difficult just having my second kid right one week before I started PA school um, and just balancing all that stuff out. But, uh, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about before is every single minute that I was awake, I gave my 100% to whatever thing I was focused on. Granted, sometimes, you know, in the, I was in the back of class, uh, you know, messaging guys from Instagram or sending out emails or whatever. <gasps> I know. You. They're going to take know, right? away your PA, Brian. I you know. better not well, tell anybody that. I mean, I'm already certified. You can see it right there on the wall. So they can't really take that away. <laughs> <laughs> just a, oh, okay. Just a, just a little just flex. A small, just a, yeah, uh, just a little thing. Just <laughs> yeah. that out. I think, it, I, you know, you're, you're talking about time management, though. Going back to that is is a lot of times you need to identify and, and realize, man, I have spent on Instagram – 45 minutes uh, what happened to that time yeah. when you could be so productive so when people say i just don't have time to do it i'm sure for a very select few that is actually the case quarantine proved everybody wrong everybody that ever said if i just had more time <laughs> i would do this you liar you did nothing <laughs> you watched every i'm through multiple seasons of shows i've never heard of before get out of here if i just had more time i'd have been able to do this thing oh really welcome to the nine month anniversary of 15 days to slow the curve nerd what have you done <laughs> Get Just out a of small here. little rant on that. <laughs> Whatever. He's not passionate about it at all. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, I should have come up here with my mask on. <laughs> Get out of here. No, that's 100% right. Like talking about how much time you have in the day. Every single person has the same amount of time of the day. It's whether you sit here, like, you know, I found myself just like you were talking about, Peach. You know, you pick up the phone and you're like, Hmm. Oh, what is this? What is this thing? What is this article? What's this post that whoever just put up and you end up being in a rabbit hole? I tried to like only limit my social media to like post things and put, put up a story or do something like that, or even just answering messages. Like, and I'm not a super tight, 
uh, fast typer on the phone or anything like that. So it takes me a minute to just answer all these messages that we're going through and, uh, you know, just prioritizing that stuff. Like what really needs to get done? What doesn't need to get done? And what can I do now to knock it out? Like I have a calendar right here that my wife and I share of like, this is what I'm gonna do on this night. This is what I'm gonna do on the next night. And then, you know, obviously work is work. So I got to go be there and do stuff and stuff comes up, you know, we have a whatever suicidal patient or that kind of stuff that shows up and just like, all right, well, there goes my entire schedule. It's, you know, I'm going to be here until six o'clock at night. So, you know, one of, the, one of the things in terms of time management and work ethic that I, that I like from the PJ community is when you guys do the ride alongs mm-hmm. or and for everybody that know the ride alongs, you should probably explain it, but it's, <laughs> but it's when PJs get, uh, essentially assigned out to, for what, a month? Yeah, it's clinical rotations. There's a couple different programs. So uh, like the C-STARS program in Baltimore. Brian, did you ever go to the Baltimore C-STARS? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so Brian and I both went there. We both went to Birmingham. Those programs are amazing. But I mean, it's it's great because it gets you guys the chance to, even though you're not in a combat zone, get you hands-on with actually helping people, saving people's lives. And it's it's pretty awesome. I have... I'm not medical and you don't want me uh, treating you <laughs> at the same time. Uh, I think that's be pretty cool. And it'd be interesting to do kind of like ride alongs, at least from my perspective. But, yeah. but that work ethic is, I mean, what are, what is it? Twelves? Oh no, you're on. Tw- so in Baltimore at the shock trauma, you work at the, the shock trauma center that's up there. They call it the true, the trauma resource unit. So you work in 24 hour shifts. So it's 24 hours on 24 hours off. So they work on 72 hours, so an A, a B, and a C shift. But you're there to do more than just that room. So on the next two days, you're still picking up like eight to 12 hour day of work. So you're on a 24. Usually you'll have an eight hour break, and you go into nights that next night. So you go ride the truck, or you go to Johns Hopkins and check burns out. Um, you can do a lot of stuff in the national capital area that's right there, or you can pick up extra shifts. Um, Birmingham is a little bit more structured, but you're not getting more than 12 hours, you know, Man. 18 hours off at a time tops, and you're there for two weeks. You're and some nights you're just, just like Brian said, you just get busy. You're just like, man, I was supposed to leave three hours ago, but we got two traumas in that time. Like, and you're, you're not going to – yeah, you're not just going to leave. Well, that – like you have a pager everywhere you go, right? Like they still use pagers at Birmingham, which is funny. <laughs> but, I mean, you're only a block away. So yeah. you can see what comes in and you're like, oh, man, that's a case I might want to get <laughs> on. So even your off time, you're like, well, I mean, I could sit in this apartment and chill out for the next six hours. Or, or I, I could, could go. go to this like multi-car accident. Like you know, it, it's morbid, but that's that's how you get experience. I saw more trauma in those rotations than yeah. You know, well, it's it's, just a, it's experience, and also, you, I mean, you know, you're helping somebody. No, oh, for sure. You know, you, you're helping somebody, and I mean, I didn't come in to help people necessarily, but that's what both <laughs> of you guys did. So, <laughs> wait, you said you came in for a PJ. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, he figured out he figured out he could go the other way. He's like, no, this is way easier. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was way better. <laughs> well, so that brings us to like the to the kind of like the final question. So, if if somebody's trying to like actively affect their work ethic, if somebody wants to no kidding develop, you know, that muscle of, of work ethic, what advice? And we'll start with you, Peaches. But w- what advice would you give? What's what's some simple life hacks just to start building that muscle memory of of work ethic? I think, and I'll just use one, um, habit. You know, you've got to create the habit. So be deliberate on, I am waking up at X time. I'm going to work out for at least an hour and then go out, you know, in the rest of my day and do whatever I'm going to do. But you have to create habits, healthy habits. Maybe it's not working out. Maybe you're good at working out and you, you're in college and, or something like that. And you need to dedicate time to studying. And it doesn't mean, hey, I need three hours of study. It means, hey, as soon as I get back from class, I'm going to do 30 minutes of studying. Then I'm going to go work out or have dinner or whatever I'm going to do. And then I'm going to come back and do 30 more minutes. Um, I know Jordan Peterson, he was talking about, and I'm going to mess it up. But he was he was going through people's time management from going back to, hey, I don't have any time. Mm-hmm. Right? He goes, okay, well, I want you to log all your everything you do from the minute, everything for two days and then come back and, and let's review it. And then he, people, he, they didn't even have to review it. Cause as they go and through it, they're like, they're just writing it oh, down. Like, Oh my man, God. Yeah. That's two hours crazy. watching the TV show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and so you just got to create the habit and do it. That's my, my advice. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, one of the key things that get me out of bed in the morning is, you know, what happens if I don't do it? Like who else is going to do this 
thing that needs to get done. And I know that needs to get done. You know, we're kind of in a really awesome position where we get to talk to all you guys and answer messages and hopefully, you know, lead you guys in the right direction. That's, you know, our whole goal here, but we have the chance to directly speak with you guys, you know, all of us have been doing the phone calls and everything, talking to you guys directly and making sure that you guys get, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, like the best information that we could possibly give you guys and things that we wish that we would have heard whenever we were kind of growing up and getting into this thing. Um, so, you know, when I think of that stuff and I have this opportunity to help you and we all have this opportunity, um, you know, who else is going to do this thing that needs to get done if we don't do it? It's the same thing for training. Obviously, no one's going to train for you and it's it just doesn't work if they tried to, but man, uh, I wish it would. Yeah. I wish, I wish I, like, you can have a surrogate and just like, Hey man, can you go knock this workout off? Go to the gym for me today. Yeah. <laughs> and still be able to get the gains. Get the gains yeah. bro. You just That's wake right, up, brother. wake up one morning. You're ready for selection somehow. Yeah. It's yoked. Um, You've been outsourcing your training. <laughs> but I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, I talk about like the visual aspect, um, having something as a reminder of why you're going to get up in the morning and do this one thing that you're going to do. Um, that's why I had like the be a PJ stickers and that's why I put it on there. Just to remind people of like, this is what your goal is. And this is what you said to whoever that you're going to continue to execute this in order to become a PJ, become a CCT or become an SR. Um, so those are a huge thing. And I think one thing also that I wanted to mention in here was, you know, don't let one goal override every single other thing in your life, especially those of you with family members and everything, you know, um, I've heard it and I've seen it a lot. I personally have done it before to where I get this goal oriented mindset and I don't see anything else. I put the blinders up and I'm like, this is all I'm going to do. You know, it's kind of like when you're hiking and you're just like, I'm just going to go to the top of the mountain. You don't look at everything else that's around you sometimes. Um, so keep in mind I'm just and, staring at this dude's pack. Yeah, exactly. I'm in my pain cave. I don't care. The only thing I see is this guy's blue North Face pack in front of me. Gorgeous, <laughs> beautiful scenery. I, uh, I connect. I connect with just, that so just, much. Just, <laughs> yeah, and the then you know, four hours into it, you're like, "Crap! I should have changed my socks two hours ago, or whatever." <laughs> and I you got, really haven't eaten today. Man, yeah. Where are we? This place is crazy. exactly. So you know, like Peach was talking about scheduling out that time and just having something to reference like, Oh crap, I need to make sure I eat lunch today or make sure I, whatever. Cause I, you just get too focused on whatever ends up going on. So, um, you know, going back to it though, what happens if you don't do it? That's a, that's a big thing that wakes me up in the morning and keeps me kind of goal oriented towards that work ethic. But you Aaron? So I'm a big, uh, self-talk kind of like mantra guy. And I started like, I wanted, you know, I, I heard a lot of people like, Oh, it's a, it's an easy thing is to make your bed every morning. So, you know, I, did it, didn't do it. I did it. I didn't do it. So I heard the guy that was talking with the Navy SEAL that came up with it. He he did it and he would have this positive self-talk with himself and he'd be like, I'm the type of person that makes their bed as soon as they get up in the morning. And he would say that to himself every day and it started building that habit. Well, I started applying that to other sort of things that were positive, like using positive self-talk or positive reinforcement with yourself is a very handy tool to trick yourself into doing all of these things, all of these little things at once. Hey, I'm the type of person that works out when they said they were going to. I'm the type of person that works out even though it got, you know, life got in the way and I didn't work out this morning. I don't throw the workout away. I I stay at work and I work out until, you know, it's done. And for me, that really does help me. It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I okay, this is a positive thing. I am the type of person that works out because I said I was going to. I said I was going to have this in. I'm going to have it in early because that's what I said. It's it's one of those things that I found was really really helpful. And it's a way to like talk yourself through it. And you can do one thing at a time. Like I started with the bed thing. Like, hey, I'm the type of person when I wake up, I make my bed in the morning and I, you know, I come home. That way I come home to a clean room at night, right? So just a couple days of like, okay. And sometimes it's like, but sometimes it, I say it jokingly to myself. I'm like making my bed. I'm like, I'm the type of person that makes her bed in the morning. Like I'm making fun <laughs> of myself too. Like, <laughs> believe me. I, I think that, tra- that that doesn't stop with making the bed though. If you're walking, if if you're just getting done doing your groceries and you think, oh, I could easily leave this cart here or I could just walk right over there. The shopping cart. He, oh, man. He loves shopping like the shopping, like shopping carts. <laughs> shopping carts. <laughs> shopping carts. No. <laughs> shopping carts, baby. Uh, you know, if you're walking by trash, you, I mean, you see it. You I'm think to yourself, that like, picks trash up. man, if I'm not going to do it, who is going to do it? So I'm the type of person that picks up trash. I'm the type of person that puts the cart away. Yeah. And it's almost like you can speak, you can take whoever you want to be. 
Like if PJs are the type of people that, you know, that's who you want to be like, what do they do? PJs are the type of people that don't leave teammates behind. We, we work hard. We do all these things. And then you can apply that to yourself. Be like, I'm the type of person that doesn't let my teammates suffer. I'm the type of person that goes out and works hard. And you can, you can literally talk yourself into being just like Joe Rogan said, the superhero in your own movie. Um, cause you already know what it looks like. Boom. I think that just uh, kind of consolidates everything we were talking about, like from the beginning, you know, being that kind of person that if there is some team gear that needs to be done or something that needs to be done to take care of the team when you're at selection, you're that kind of guy, like we we're talking about, that goes over there and takes care of it. You make sure everyone's fins are taped. You make sure that, you know, everyone has a bite to eat or something like that. The water jugs are filled. It's all the same thing and it's repetitive. It's contagious whenever you start doing it because everyone else sees that and they're like, man, I don't want to let that dude do everything. You know, I want to go over there and help out and make sure everyone else is taken care of. So you guys got, it's not, it's not to be a spotlight range or anything like that. It's just, Hey, the work needs to get done. No one else is doing it. I better get over there and do it. Boom. You guys got any, uh, pardon shots, anything else on work ethic? Um, I'm good. good. This is going to happen more because it turns out we live (laughs) in the same area. Now it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be great. I know, right? At some point, you know, this winter, whenever Peach is settled down, he's going to be stationed at the same place as Aaron, hopefully, here soon and get us getting settled in. So hopefully we can drive up there and uh, all of us meet up for some kind of thing where we can uh, all be in person. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> It'd be great. Um, all right. So back on the work ethic thing, uh, you know, just make sure that you prioritize your work schedule, you're making sure that you're taking care of the team. And like we said, if no one else is going to do it, you have to get the job done because what, you know, the results are going to speak for themselves. The work ethic is a principle that work is intrinsically virtuous and worthy of reward. And you put in that work, you're going to see that reward. Nothing that is worth having is easy to get. So that is specifically related to getting through selection and getting into these type of career fields. You're going to have to put forth the work ethic and it's a habit. It's not something that's going to just happen automatically when you get to prep or anything like that. You need to start working towards that now, create your schedule and make sure that you knock out everything that you need to do in order to go um, and be ready for selection. So thanks again for all of you guys for listening. You guys, if you like the show, go ahead and drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can always message us at any time. Um, you guys know that. We'll keep up um, with calling you guys and making sure that you guys have as good information as we can possibly provide. If you guys have recruiter questions, make sure you go directly to the recruiter. We can't really provide uh, you know, super accurate answers on that. We can just go based off of what we heard, which always changes You know, in the months ahead. It's going to continue to change. Find that recruiter, though. Yeah. Find that recruiter. <laughs> so good at it yep hit them up um hit us up if you guys have any questions thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time later later